Welcome to the Nat Theo Podcast, where we explore nature, the Bible, and what both of them show us about our Creator God, who made this wild and wonderful world. I'm Erin Lynham, Master Naturalist, Bible teacher, and author, and I am so excited to explore God's Word and His created world with you. Hi, listeners. Before we get into today's fun and fascinating conversation on bird migration, do you have four quarters available? I'm not talking about a dollar, not a dollar bill. You're actually going to need four quarters for this lesson. So if you need to hit pause on the episode and go dig around in the couch cushions or check the laundry machine or ask your parent or caregiver to borrow you four quarters, they will be very helpful later in this lesson. Today, we are going to explore these questions. What is migration? How do birds know when to migrate? How do birds prepare for their long journeys? How do birds find their way and navigate the skies? And finally, what can birds teach us about boldly following God's plans for our lives? This is one of my absolute favorite wonders of creation to explore, and I'm thrilled to share this exciting conversation with you today. Do you know what migration means? Migration is a movement from one part of something to another. Many creatures practice seasonal migration. This means that the seasons are really their cue, their hints that, hey, it's time to get on our way and make a move. Can you think of animals or insects that practice seasonal migration? Some creatures that migrate seasonally are monarch butterflies, which we learned about on episode two, caribou, which we learned about on episode four, northern elephant seals migrate, so do wildebeests and humpback whales and salmon, and of course, what we're talking about today, many birds migrate. How many? Well, Right now is the peak of spring migration, and it's estimated that over 6 billion birds are on the move. Why don't we see these massive flocks of birds moving through the air above us? In some parts of the world, you actually can. You can go to these places where the birds are concentrated or really brought together and crowded around each other on their journeys, and at specific places and times, you can see so many birds on the move. But for the most part, we don't see them because most birds migrate at night. This includes birds that use flapping flight. So they are either constantly flapping or they're flapping and then gliding. And this includes songbirds. They make their big journeys by night when the atmosphere and the air are more stable. There's less wind to deal with or buffet them around, and then there's less air thermals to knock them around. Did you know you can actually track these large migrations over where you live? There's a website called BirdCast where you can type in your county and actually see how many birds likely flew over you while you slept. I'll put the link to that website in the show notes. But do you want to make a guess as to how many birds 
flew over my county last night. Do you have your guess? Last night, somewhere around 639,900 birds flew over my county. That is a whole lot of air traffic. BirdCast uses radar technology to identify birds in the air and weather maps, along with knowledge about the routes or migratory pathways that birds take. And they make a very well-educated guess as to the number of birds flying over any place at any given point in time. So many of God's creatures make incredible journeys. But did you know that people also migrate? In the Bible, we see large migrations or movements of people. God gave these instructions to the first people that he made. Do you remember their names? Adam and Eve. He said to them in Genesis 1.26, Have many children and grow in number. Fill the earth and be its master. Rule over the fish in the sea and over the birds in the sky and over every living thing that moves on earth. God's plans are so good, and he had this beautiful picture of humanity, his children, us, filling the earth and caring for creation. Can you think of a time in the Bible when people made a big migration or move? You could give several answers to this, but let's look at the Tower of Babel. A lot of times in human history and in our own lives, We focus in on our own plans instead of God's better plans. And this was the case for humans after the global flood that covered the earth. In that flood, Noah and his family were the only survivors, and they had to restart filling the earth. And as more people and generations were born, they moved around a little bit here and there, but really they didn't do a great job of spreading and filling the earth. Instead, they kind of hunkered down and stayed put in one place, but this wasn't God's plan. We can read about this in Genesis 11:2. It says, as the people migrated, hear that word, migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. As they settled in Babylon, they settled for less than God's great plan. God wanted his children to fill the earth. So he confused their languages so that they couldn't even understand one another. He did this at the Tower of Babel so that the people would spread. We read in verse 8, So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth. You guys, God's plans always prevail. This was a great migration. The people split off into groups and they went their own separate ways. You see, since the beginning of time, Migration has been a part of God's plan. And when we observe birds, we can glimpse the incredible systems that God has designed into creation to help his creatures make incredible journeys. Today, we are going to learn why and how birds migrate and the really cool lessons that bird migration can teach us about boldly following God's plans for our lives. This is a timely conversation because this past Saturday was World Migratory Bird Day. You did celebrate, right? It's okay if you didn't know that it was World Migratory Bird Day because this whole month and really the next couple of months, they are all a perfect time to be watching the sky for migrating birds. 
In fact, to help you, I have developed a free resource and guide for you on my website, Taking Flight, Boldly Following God's Plans. It has a fun devotional and lesson for you to dig into this topic more and learn about bird migration along with one week of bird watching activities to help you start watching birds and observing really the wonder filled lives that they live. I'll put that in the show notes. You can download it for free on my website, erinlinemcom slash free. In a few minutes, I want to introduce you to a very special bird who wins a gold medal for his migration journey. But first, let's explore how birds know when to migrate. Birds migrate for a couple of different main reasons. This can be to find nesting sites where they can build a nest and lay their eggs and hatch and raise their young. They also move to find better food sources, somewhere with abundant food so that they can survive and live. But how do birds know when to start moving? God designed birds with a sense of the seasons. Have you ever noticed that in different parts of the year, days sometimes seem shorter or longer? Now, every day has how many hours? 24. But the sun rises and sets differently throughout the year. And this can affect how we feel how long a day is. Where my family lives in Colorado, during the winter, the sun begins to set around 5 p.m. But during the summer, it begins to set much later, around 8 or 9 p.m. That's the difference of three or four extra hours of daylight. Birds use these cues about how long or short a day feels to know when to start migrating. They may also know it's time to migrate when food sources become scarce, when the berries dry up and the insects leave while the birds have to move to find more food. They follow the insects and berries. Those are called external factors. External means that it's conditions around us. There are also conditions inside a bird, internal or endogenous factors telling them when to migrate. God has designed them with this internal clock and calendar to know when it's time to start making a move. Did you know that God has also given us this ability? When we choose to follow God and trust Jesus as our Savior, He gives us His Holy Spirit. The Bible calls God's Holy Spirit our helper. Jesus told his followers about this helper in John 14, 26. He said, but the helper will teach you everything and will cause you to remember all that I told you. This helper is the Holy Spirit whom the Father, that's God, will send in my name. And the Holy Spirit did come and can now live inside of us. God's Holy Spirit often nudges us when it's time to make a move in life, whether that be to try a new hobby or skill, to make a new friend, talking to the new kid who looks a little lonely at school, or helping our neighbor. It's important that we follow these nudges from God, that we become familiar with his Holy Spirit in our life. As we spend more time in the Bible and in prayer, just having conversations with God, we can identify these nudges from the Spirit. Like a bird's God-given instincts that nudge it when to migrate. This will become even more important as you grow older and have big decisions to make around college or a career, marriage, where you live, and how you serve God. 
You can ask your parent or caregiver if there was a time in their life when God's Holy Spirit nudged them to make a big move or maybe change directions in life. Okay, without further ado, I want to introduce you to a very special bird who we will call Wilson. Wilson is a black pole warbler. A warbler is a beautiful, tiny songbird that makes incredible migration journeys every year. Now, there are a whole lot of different types of warblers, and they come in all of these incredible colors. Wilson is a black pole warbler, and he wins a gold medal as a great migrator. Wilson will make a trip over 7,000 miles long. That's a big number, but we can think of it this way. If you were to walk from the east coast of the United States to the west coast, and then all the way back again, and then a little bit of extra walking, that's about 7,000 miles. And that's an incredible distance for a tiny bird. To make that journey even more difficult, a big part of that journey, over 2,000 miles, is a nonstop flight over the ocean. And get this, Wilson... He's only about five and a half inches long, and he weighs only 11 grams. How much is 11 grams? Do you still have your quarters? Okay, take two quarters and place them into the palm of your hand. Feel the very tiny weight of those two quarters. That's about how much Wilson weighs. It's less than 3% of a pound. Now, don't put your quarters in your pocket. You're going to need them again. But first, how does Wilson and other birds like him make such amazing trips? Two things are absolutely necessary, and I'm going to let you guess what those two things are. Have you ever taken a long road trip? What two things did your parent or caregiver absolutely have to have? Are you ready? If you guessed snacks and a map or a map on their phones, you are right. And the same is true for birds, although it looks a little different than our travel plans. I mean, have you ever seen a bird carrying a backpack full of snacks? Or have you ever seen a bird unfold a map with its wings or ask Siri, hey Siri, which way next on this migration trip? Of course you haven't. I have not either. You see, birds take big trips a little differently than we do. But they need the same two things. They need fuel for the journey and a navigation system to tell them where to go. Let's look first at how birds fuel up. And then we will explore how they navigate the sky or know where to go. Do you still have your quarters? Okay, it's time to take them out again. Place two quarters back in the palm of your hand. Remember, this is how much Wilson, a black pole warbler, normally weighs. Before he takes off on his over 2,000 mile journey across open ocean, he's going to stop in New Jersey to fuel up. This is kind of like at the beginning of a road trip when you stop at the gas station and fill up the car with gas and maybe your parent wants to get as much gasoline in the car as they can so they can drive as far as they can before they need to stop. Wilson does the same thing. Of course, he isn't filling up on gasoline, but the fuel for him is fat stored in his body that will turn to energy for his journey. Before he takes off, Wilson gathers food 
and he needs to eat a whole lot. Wilson will eat so much that he's going to double his weight to about 23 grams. Go ahead and place the other two quarters in your hand. You should now have four quarters in the palm of your hand, and this is about how much Wilson weighs when he takes off for his two to three day flight over the ocean. Remember, he can't stop anywhere. He's gonna fly straight for two to three days and he's gonna need every gram that he packed on. Now, feeling those quarters, it still doesn't feel like very much, does it? But it's a whole lot to a tiny bird who just doubled his weight. After flying nonstop for two to three days, when Wilson lands in South America, He will have lost all that extra weight that he put on plus a little bit extra. That is an amazing accomplishment for a tiny bird. Have you ever felt too small, too young, not smart enough, or not prepared for the task before you? Listener, when we follow God's word and ways, we can be confident that he will help us prepare for the journey or the task in front of us. Like Wilson stocking up on food, we can stock up on God's word and wisdom for the journeys ahead of us. We've learned how birds fuel up for their migrations, but how do they navigate the skies? How do all of these birds know where to go? Some of these birds are making their first migrational journey. How do they know where they're supposed to go? With a whole lot of research, experiments, and time-watching birds, ornithologists, that is, scientists who study birds, have found three different compasses that birds use to know where to go. Birds use visual cues, like a map, to find their way. They use the sun and the stars. I want you to try something. Close your eyes. Don't look at a clock. Now, take a guess as to what time it is right now. Do you have your guess? All right, open your eyes, look at a clock. Were you close? As you grow older, your ability to guess what time it is will probably get stronger to where you can guess the time to within 15 minutes. This is because God has designed us with something called circadian rhythm. Can you say that? Circadian rhythm. We have internal clocks, not actual clocks, of course, but an ability to simply know about what time of day it is. A lot of this has to do with the position of the sun in the sky. Birds have an incredible understanding of time and the sun's position, and they use this to know where north and south are. Once they know north and south, they can use those directional beacons to point their flight in the right direction. At night, of course, birds don't have the position of the sun and remember that many birds migrate by night. And so they use stars as their map. Scientists have studied this with a really fun experiment. They carefully placed birds in a big planetarium. This is a room where stars are displayed on the ceiling. And of course, these are fake stars, but they're arranged just right to resemble the real night sky. When they did this, they found that the birds faced in one direction altogether. 
And when the scientists changed the pattern of the stars, the birds all together changed to a different direction. They noticed the position of the stars had moved and they used the location of the stars as a map to know which way to go. But wait, didn't I say that there are three things that birds use to migrate? Birds can use the position of the sun in the day and the stars as a map at night. But what about when it's cloudy or foggy? Migration is so time sensitive that birds can't afford to wait for a stretch of days with perfectly clear skies. Scientists have discovered that birds can sense and maybe even see the Earth's magnetic field. Have you ever used a compass? Not the kind on a phone, but an actual physical compass. Maybe you've even made one with a metal needle. That is using the magnetic field. The magnetic field is invisible, and yet it seems that God has designed birds with an incredible sensitivity to the magnetic field so they can use it as their own compass. God knew birds would need to make incredible voyages, and he equipped them to do so. He gave them these incredible abilities to navigate the skies by the sun, stars, and magnetic field. One of my favorite kids' books about bird migration is How Do Birds Find Their Way by Roma Gans, and I'll link to that in the show notes. So birds use the sun, stars, and magnetic field to find their way. In a similar fashion, God's Spirit and His Word, the Bible, help us find our way and navigate life. Life can be kind of confusing, right? as we're making decisions and even bigger and bigger decisions as we get older or when we run into obstacles, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed or to question, what am I supposed to do? How do I find God's will for my life? You know, birds often encounter obstacles on their journeys and the same is true for us, but we can rely on God's Holy Spirit. Remember the helper to nudge us in the right direction. And we can depend on God's living, inspired, active word, the Bible, to redirect us if we're heading in the wrong direction. Listen to God's words, and your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And of course, this scripture comes from the Old Testament, and it was to the Israelite people, but we glimpse in it the heart of God for giving us guidance in our lives. God wants us to know where to go, and he helps us to follow his plans with confidence. But of course, sometimes we might make a wrong turn or stumble, but God helps us back up. Listen to Psalm 37, 23 to 24. When people's steps follow the Lord, God is pleased with their ways. If they stumble, they will not fall because the Lord holds their hand. Finally, these words in Psalm 119.105 remind us what a great map God's word, the Bible, is for our lives. It says, your word is like a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. All right, listeners, head over to my website and download the free Taking Flight Devotional and Bird Watching Activity Guide. Use that guide to find birds who might be stopping over in your neighborhood for a snack to fuel up for their big journey. And whenever you see these amazing creatures, remember, 
God has equipped you to boldly follow his plans. Listen to his Holy Spirit, spend time in his word, the Bible, and trust that he will take you to great places. Hey listeners, this is Erin, and I need your help. We would love to get this podcast to more listeners so they can discover God out in nature. You can help us do that by following, rating, and reviewing. If you're listening on Apple, please make sure to follow the podcast and leave us a rating and review. And wherever you're listening, please share this podcast with others. Secondly, if you haven't already, please tell your parent or caregiver to pick up a copy of my brand new book, Rooted in Wonder, Nurturing Your Family's Faith Through God's Creation, so that you can take advantage of all the activities inside of it and start getting outside and seeing God through everything that he has made.